It's the Cat Named Mo Show. Now accepting EBT cards. What no baby? You look good now you carry. Long time I watch you, I want chat you. I go like you know one chat to me. So what I'm doing? Tell him what the fuck I'm going on. Creeping down the back street on D's. I got my Glock cock cause moms are in fees. No soon as I said it, seems I got sweated by some working with a tech nine trying to take There we go. You wanna make noise, make noise. I make a phone call, my ticket coming like the God. How's this fight? Bodies being found on Greenleaf. Steven, I greatly appreciate this. All right. Welcome back. 16 switches. And I got sounds for the bitches, Jerrica. That's you. Excuse me? You heard me, girl. You just called me a bitch? No, I did not. I said I got sounds for the bitches. Uh, did I stutter? Uh, that's Jerrica, my uh, irascible co-host. Uh, I want to say executive producer, but she ain't been producing She's lately. She's makes this thing Whatever. <laughs> and that's Mike over there taking your calls at 727-579-1025. This song never gets old. Exactly. It's a good Saturday song, too. Weather's nice. Looks like it's going to be getting cold to get your beach time in. It is slowly dissipating. Although I love the cold weather because I'm from Chicago, so it's never really cold to me. Nope. I don't like cold weather. Especially in Florida. That doesn't even really No, it's not. No, not at all. Where are you born again? Puerto Rico? San Juan? (laughs) uh, You weren't even really in San Juan. Weren't you like one of the the ghetto areas outside, just outside of San Juan? Okay. Like Capistrano, is that where you're from? Capistrano, <laughs> Capistrano, Puerto Rico. Let's get to the celebration. Yes, little little place called Hotown. <laughs> oh, heavy side coming from Hotown, Hotown, Puerto Rico. So now I'm a part of the Hotown. I know. I'm just trying to find out your geography, girl. You don't need to find out uh, anything. You get mad at me because you come from Hotown. <laughs> You came up, Jerker. You came yeah. up, girl. Oh, did yeah. I? Your mama put you in that inner tube. Oh, damn. Y'all set sail for the new world. And look at you now. You know, on an executive producer on a, yeah. a a mildly entertaining Saturday radio show that nobody listens to. Oh, don't say that. Ooh, you come up, Jerrica. Like Spike said, you yep. come up. All right, listen. Let's get serious for a moment. So, uh, I went to... We were talking about Amanda Couch's birthday party that Mike Couch threw for him, which I heard by uh, everyone that I've talked to that went there. And it's been a handful of people. It was fantastic. And I really wanted to go. I don't get to hang out with Amanda a lot. Uh, and she's, she's good people. Very intelligent. Uh, beautiful girl. Very intelligent as well. Uh, not that they are mutually exclusive. Yeah, really. Women, but uh, it's just it's, she's just cool people. So I uh, one of the reasons was, the primary reason was because I found out a little while ago that Steve Hurley's father had passed away about two weeks ago. It was an odd thing, too. I mean, the man man was 83, but it was not a situation where Steve uh, knew that he had an illness and the family was able to prep themselves because they watched him deteriorate over a long period of time, which nobody wants anyway, but, you know. The, you can prepare for those. Right. The the unfortunate benefit of a death like that is that you do get to kind of come to terms with it before it happens. Yeah. Steve's dad was riding a bicycle. Uh, something happened. We don't know if some if somebody hit him, if he hit a rock or whatever, but he, and he, had, he was fully protected helmet and everything. He, he went over the handlebars. The, the helmet cracked. Uh, he broke oh some God. ribs and things Whoa. of that nature, and he had brain swelling. And 
He was in, and I was aware that he was in the hospital because, you know, I talked to Steve. You know, we hang out every now and again. I'm trying to get him back in on the Saturday show to hang with me for a little bit. But um, just complications. I, I knew he was there, and out of nowhere, I asked him about him. I said, how's your dad doing? I sent him a text, and uh, it took a minute. Then I got this rather lengthy text that said, unfortunately, uh, dad passed away uh, two weeks ago. He's with uh, – uh, mom now, you know, and again, they were married 60 years. Steve, uh, one of the best things I like about Steve Hurley is that he is an unapologetic uh, religious man. Okay. He's a very spiritual person. Like He's a that. religious man. If I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Stingray Chevrolet, much like Chick-fil-A, is closed on a, a sun- on Sunday. Uh, now, regardless of what you hear come out of my mouth mm. and the stories I've told, uh, I, I am a very spiritual person as well. And I'm a creationist. I'm not an evolutionist. I'm a cre- I absolutely believe in God, and and I absolutely believe in creation. And that might surprise a lot of people. But again, yes. as, as a Steve, Her- uh, Steve Hurley, I'm unapologetic about that. So I like people that have the courage of their convictions because, it's, uh, you know, you know, I now if you fr- if you believe in evolution, that's cool. Right? I ain't mad at you. If you think you came from a monkey, you probably did. <laughs> Who am I to argue? <laughs> oh I'm just saying, Jerrica, if you think <laughs> that you came from a monkey, who am I to argue? <laughs> okay? Okay. Anyway, but this is not the point. Right. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if you said this and I missed it, but how long was he in the hospital after the accident? Uh, after the accident, it, it was about three weeks or so. So oh, it was okay. fairly okay. fast. So, yeah. he, he, you know, and this is a man that had a job. He was a test pilot. And those are two things you never, two words you never want to put together, yeah. test and, and pilot. pilot yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean, this man, I mean, this man went through three wars. Uh, he had to wear a parachute to work. You know, how, you know how dangerous a job is when you have to wear a parachute to work? It's dangerous. So, so riding a bicycle uh, in an accident? I know. I wow. know. Listen, life, life uh, has an odd sense of humor about it. And, and you can believe that and take it to the bank. So, so, so anyway, my point is. It happened quickly, and right. Steve Steve is just devastated. De- well, de- of course. Yeah, devastated. So his father, as his mother, as did his mother, did not want a funeral. They wanted a celebration of life. They yes. wanted a gathering of friends, et cetera, et cetera. So I go out to Sun City Center this morning. And I'm there, and I, you know, I see Steve's uh, lovely wife, and I see his son Matt, uh, who owns Stingray Chevrolet uh, Bartow. And you know, you know, we're talking, and I you see a couple, see a couple of people I know. His brother Roger, I believe Roger is his brother. Uh, I get to say hey to him. So I see Frank from Sales is out there with his little baby Hudson and his wife. And I want to, I want to say Carly. I might be mistaken, and my apologies, Frank, if I am. But uh, I just met her for the first time. So we're there. And there's a slideshow running. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, you know, there's a little buffet for drinks and you know, little s- snacks and whatever. Right. Uh, and there's a, a slideshow running, and it's slides of his father, his mother, them together as a family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, him in the cars, him in the airplanes, him in the military, and all of this. And it's wonderful. And there's a PA system set up. So, and I'm I'm blanking, I'm blanking uh, Steve and Susan. Susan is his wife's name. I, I had a blank there for a minute. So, at some point, Steve uh, and Susan go to the front, and Susan takes the microphone. And she, well, Steve holds the microphone. Mm-hmm. Susan gives it to him. And 
and he just gives it back to her. He doesn't say a word about his dad. He gives it back to her. So I'm thinking, that's odd. But he's shaking. He's shaking now. I've had two conversations with him prior to him going up there, and he was cool, and he was holding it together. But I talked to Susan also, and she said he is having a very difficult time with this. And I don't think I'm speaking out of uh, turn or anything because Steve was a big part of the Bone family. Still is. His advertising is all over the place. He does a lot of things. Um, And so, and when I'm going to get to a point of uh, that I want to make here. So Susan tells thanks everybody for coming she 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 talks about her meeting the father and you know being embraced into the the, the hurley family etc 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 uh and it's very nice and very moving and you know everybody claps so then she hands the microphone back to she goes does anybody want to say anything she's ex- uh, addressing the crowd you know yes. and then nobody really wants to step forward she just talked for a couple of minutes it wasn't long and expository like this conversation here <laughs> but uh, but but it said the devil's in the details spike says i want i want to make sure i paint a proper picture it's the least i can do uh, right, for right. steve's dad so she hands it to steve and steve just stands there and he brings the mic to his mouth, and he 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 attempts to say something, uh, but he can't because he, you can hear his voice starting to break. So he he lowers the mic. The room is silent. Everybody's watching, and you know you feel for him, but you want to hear something. Right. And and I'm watching him, and I know he wants to say something. So he tries again. He brings it up and he goes, you know, Dad, and I mean, then he pulls the microphone down because his voice starts breaking again. And now everybody else is kind of like wavering as far as emotion, uh, emotions. And, 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 I, and I yell out. I'm all the way to the – I'm not to the back of the room but to one of the sides. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm a little bit of a distance away from him. And I, and I yell out. I go uh, – Steve, you got this. Tell us a story about a time in your life uh, that you remember fondly with your father. And oh, you're like gonna make me. Te- I'm like tearing <laughs> wow, up right now. Man. And I, I, I'm Just telling you, I knew that he, I, he had to say something. Yeah, he had, and I might have been out of turn, but he had to say something. And and I didn't want him to. I didn't want him to just walk away. Then that celebration of life is done, right. and then that moment is gone. Yes. So I said, you got this. Tell us about a moment uh, that you share with your father uh, that you remember. And he said, he, he, uh, then he told everybody who I was because I was the only black guy there. And <laughs> people, there people started to get scared. The only one. <laughs> I only black guy there. No, I'm teasing. I was, not, right? no, I was not the only black guy there. Only one hollering. I, the right? only, I was the only one hollering. <laughs> yeah. Security. You know, I was the only one with dreads. I was the only one that looked of nefarious nature, if you will. Tell me you had a jacket on. Uh, uh, no, he's casual. It was casual attire. But but I I, I didn't have, a, I wasn't in a sleeveless tee like I am okay, now. Okay, there we go. So, so he says that that's my that's my buddy Mo. He helped me out on the radio. Blah blah blah. It did real be. He goes, okay, I I will do this, mm-hmm. but it, you have to be patient with me. It's gonna take some time. Mm-hmm. So he start he tells this story. Now I'm not gonna break pause like he did in the middle of it, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you the story because it was freaking awesome story. Uh, and but he would pause because 
he would just be unable to go and his he would hear tears in his voice right. and every now and again he would turn back and on the screen was a picture of his father and him one time he stopped the story because i i jerick i tell you i he turns around and as he's telling the story and he has to pause so he looks behind him and there's a picture of him and his father on the screen mm -hmm. so he tells the story about how he had this I cannot remember what type of car it was, but it was a it was a it was a nice car. It was kind of a he was seventeen or something like that. Uh, let's say the car. Let's say it was a Corvette. Let's just say he had a he had this real special Corvette, okay. a race Corvette uh, at seventeen uh, that he loved and cherished. And one night he hears a crash bang. And he jumps up, he says, in his, he's just in his jeans, he has no shirt on, no socks or anything, and he goes outside and he sees these two boys uh, uh, driving away. And now he, he jumps ahead and says, they were there was this girl on the block that they liked, so they were kind of like, uh, you know, peeping her out. And did not see his car parked there, so they smashed in the back of it. He runs runs them down and chases them and stops them at the end of the block where they happen to live. Okay, so it's, you know, two boys, maybe a year or so younger than him. So he's, uh, he says to them, well, you know, you got to walk back. What are we going to do about this? Um, you know, something needs to be done. So they walk back and they look at the car. Uh, you jump to, he is now at the boy's father's place of business. Right. And the uh, father is giving him pushback. Steve is saying, listen, all I want is my car fixed. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, I'm asking, this is a story I've asked about a moment with him and his father. He goes, all I want is my car fixed. That's it. And the the ma man, the father of the son that hit the boy that hit the car, is like, well, I think you're just trying to get over on me. You just want money. They're going to be outrageous prices. And he goes, and Steve just says to him, all I want is my car fixed. And so the guy scratches him out a uh, $1,000 insurance check. Now, this is 1960 or right, something. Right. So, so this is money. Yeah. So he says he, he goes and he takes the car to the body shop. He has the car fixed. He has the car repaired. And he has $250 left. Now, again, 1967, $250, that's $2,000. So... He says he has the $250 left. He says he goes to his dad and he says, Dad, I got the car fixed. I have $250 left. What should I do? And he says his dad looks at him and he says, you know what to do, son. So he took the $250, he wrote a check for $250, took it back to the guy and said, it was more money than I needed and all I wanted was my car fixed. So he hands him the check, and then he says that later on, uh, this person was in like a glass business, and as he got jobs, he ended up working at a, a dealership, and he was the head of the dealership or the company, a part of it, and that be, this guy gave them so much business, and then he later got his own dealership, and the father never forgot and the son and him you know they became friends and business associates and they would laugh about the incident but he said that so much came from that and he was able to help so many people and then he pauses and he said um and and that came from my father saying always do the right thing yeah 
And that's beautiful. Yeah, I was like, there. Well, I'm when telling you, tear I wasn't. A, well, there was, there was not a dry eye, not a dry. Uh, uh, yeah, he dry said, tear. and 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 that came from my father. Always do the right thing, and and that's that's the kind of guy he was. And they, you know, and and this is not going to turn into a commercial for Stingray Chevrolet in any way, shape, or form. But I will tell you this, and I can say this because, you know, without he, Steve Steve doesn't pay me. Steve doesn't, you know, when he was on this radio station doing You All to Know, I would hold him over and cross over with him. But yes. a lot of times I would spend an hour, you know, he was paying for his airtime. I was giving mine up freely to him because I because we became friends and because I was genuinely interested in him and and, and the interaction and yeah. the interaction and and I tell you you know that's I've all and I used to say go down if you're gonna buy a car first go down to Stingray Chevrolet mm-hmm. at least check them out even if you're not interested in the uh, uh, Chevy and they have a nice used car selection I go they always treat you right you know I live in Tampa I take my car to Plant City to get it or fixed or repaired even to do oil changes because I trust them and 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 that kind of and you know and I just felt that from my knowing him and whatever but when he told that story I knew immediately why I why I liked him you saw it was I real trust him Be- well it it gave me the insight into who he was why he was the kind of guy he is because he did learn that from his father because right. that was an excellent his father didn't even have to tell him the lesson he said you all you you know what to do Telling him that he had it inside of him, you know. I mean, and I'm telling you, man, that guy not not a dry in the house. So, uh, anyway, my empathies uh, out to uh, yes. Steve. You know, I love you. I said it before I left, uh, and uh, we'll be back. It's Cat Named Mo Show. The Cat Named Mo Show on 102.5 The Bone, real raw radio.